I'm Jonathan, and welcome to Anchored in the Word from Reservoir Church. This week, we're celebrating Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, uh, the moment that we mark that Jesus rose from the dead, left the tomb, and walked among his disciples, and that he would go on to teach them before he would ascend to heaven some days later. And so our scripture for today comes from John chapter 20, and it's verses 1 through 18, a bit, a little bit of a longer text for us on Anchored in the Word, but a vital text that marks one of the most important things about the human experience and about our experience before Jesus. So hear the word of the Lord from John 20. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going together toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen clothes lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb and he saw that the linen cloth lying there and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded up in a place by itself. And then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping before outside the tomb and as she wept she stooped to look into the tomb and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain one at the head and one at the feet and they said to her woman why are you weeping she said to them they have taken away my lord and I do not know where they have laid him and having said this she turned around and saw Jesus standing but she did not know that it was Jesus and Jesus said to her woman why are you weeping whom are you seeking? So supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teachers, teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to the brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and to your father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. Kind of two key items for us in this text, if we just look at it from a global perspective of who we are as humans. And first it is that seeking is a human inclination. We are made to seek after that that will satisfy the deepest longings of our heart. These are disciples that had been with Jesus for you know upwards of three years. They'd seen the miracles, heard the teaching. They loved them. This is the disciple John writing this. He's the one whom the Lord loved. And there was significant relationship, hope, and dream in what the future would hold. But they didn't quite understand that the Messiah had to come, suffer, die, and be risen. But that's what he did. And so in hope, they go seeking. And what do they find? They find an empty tomb, confirmation 
of life. And we are people, and I bet you've been on a treasure hunt even this week, trying to find something that will satisfy your soul. We do it in things of identity, like what defines us, that if maybe I just be identified by this, I'll finally be happy or satisfied. Or maybe if I'm in this relationship, finally I'll be happy and satisfied and life will be perfect. Or if I have this job or this amount of money, it's always something that our hearts think will satisfy us. And many of them are good things, but some are idols that leave us broken and stricken because we are geared to search. In Acts 17, Paul tells those in Athens that God has set the boundary place of all humanity that we might seek after him. He's not so far, but he's near to us. These disciples running to the tomb are seeking their treasure. And Mary, the second key, proves that Jesus is our treasure. Now, she has a dramatic story. She had been saved. There had been seven demons that were cast out of her. She had been seeking for satisfaction and wholeness in all the wrong places, and it left her in bondage to the devil. But here, Jesus had freed her. He'd cast out the demons. He'd give her, given her purpose as a follower, as one that would go out and proclaim his name to others. She's been stricken. She's seen her Savior die before her, the one who freed her. She's come to do a task. She's come to prepare the body that would be normal for burial, but Sabbath kind of got in the way of the timing of it. And here she is three days later, and he's not there. But he says her name, and she notices him. And their relationship becomes one of a spiritual communion that is the same for you and I with Jesus, that he is calling your name. He is the treasure that will satisfy the deepest longings of your heart. Everything else is as a waste compared to his goodness. And this is what his resurrection proves. He is the treasure. It's normal for us to seek but Jesus is the one that we must find. May you find Jesus this resurrection week. I'm Jonathan. Together, we are anchored in the word.